0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Dyson Pixels Season 4, Episode 4. The uh, post supernova kind of episode where we do things and stuff. Um, so, so, Puck has gone AWOL today. Uh, we can only assume that he was absorbed by one of the many impressive costumes at Supernova yesterday. And um, so, I have replaced him for this episode with a rather convincing soundboard. Oh, yeah. Yes. Should be pretty much indistinguishable from the real thing. Fuck, I want to be. Excellent. This is going to be a very one-dimensional conversation. I can't <laughs> wait. I'm going to have so much fun with this. Roll into the, the, intro. the All right, let's get straight into it. Um, there won't be any of the usual banter this week. I do apologize for that. Uh, due to whatever. Whatever Puck is doing. Probably off playing games... With himself in a dark garage. True, true. One thing I'd like to do is uh of course Supernova was yesterday. I would like to give a shout out to uh someone you might remember from season one, uh Anthony Christou, Christou, Christou? 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 Oh, Christo 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 Christ Christo Christo. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I, I remember having this discussion with Park. I'm sorry, Anthony. I've I'm horrible pronouncing anything, uh as you would know if you've listened to the Previous episodes, but um, yeah, he's got a new Kickstarter. Now, this was this amazing artist that we uh, had an interview with on season one. And anyone that hasn't checked out his stuff, you have to. If you find him at a convention, hang around for ages, look at all his stuff, buy all of it. It's incredible. Our house is filled with pictures that we've gotten from him. And they're just absolutely beautiful artwork. Um, now, he's got another Kickstarter running at the moment that I wanted to draw everyone's attention to. It ends on the 17th of May. So you've still got a little bit of time to get in there. Uh, we're going to put the link in our Facebook page. So everyone check it out there and, and go and have a look. Now, this is for the next uh, fantasy graphic novel he's been working on. Now, f- for those of you who haven't read the previous ones, absolutely incredible, spectacular, eye-popping artwork. Um, absolutely beautiful stuff. So you you need to go and check this guy out uh, if you haven't already. He's he's awesome, isn't he, Puck? Yeah! There we go. So, yes. Um. But if you uh, order on the Kickstarter, there's a few extra bonuses. One of them includes a really cool little dragon miniature that you can get. So, I encourage, nay, force everyone to go and check that out now. Uh, check out the link in our Facebook for that uh, Kickstarter. So, go and check that out now. We love we love it, Anthony. Now, I also bought um, an art book from him yesterday called Worlds and Creatures. And there was stuff in here I didn't even know he did. He does a lot of sci-fi stuff. He does a lot of that semi-realistic Photoshop work that is just stunning. So if you do run into into him at a convention or you can get in contact with him online, this artwork, this art book is beautiful. Uh, I highly recommend it. And some of the stuff, like I said, some of the stuff in it is absolutely incredible. So, and you get two free prints as well, which is pretty cool. So yeah, no, uh, a bit of a wrap up of yesterday. Um, pretty standard supernova. Uh, <clears throat> Peter Capaldi and Pearl Mackey and John Barrowman all there at the same time. So Doctor Who fans, an awesome time we did. Um, absolutely beautiful. I've, <coughs> pardon me, I've um I've caught some horrible disease, which is what you always do when you go to supernova because <laughs> it's all part of the fun, isn't it? No. Um. So, have you got any horrible diseases over there, Puck? Yeah. Like uh, you know, syphilis or anything like that? Yeah. Beautiful. Okay. <laughs> um, but coming back to it, yeah. One of the weirdest costumes I saw was a guy in a Donald Trump Oompa Loompa costume. And it was terrifying and beautiful at the same time. Uh, so, whoever that was, if you happen to be listening, which you're probably not, but if you know that guy, shake his hand. That's cool. Um, on a side note, fans of the show uh, Supernatural, I know you're a pop culture fan, so you're probably there. Uh, while we were lining up to get into the Peter Capaldi and Pearl Mackey um, talk, we were kind of lined up by the windows. And whoever it is at the Gold Coast that didn't go to the Supernova, um, but who owns a black 1967 Impala, uh, which is identical to the one in Supernatural, um, be very proud of yourself. And if you're not a fan of the show, sell the car to someone who is because... Oh, man, I, that, that's such a beautiful car. Anyway, I'm getting distracted as I normally do. And I don't have a park here to kind of route me back to sanity. That's awesome. So, yeah, okay. Well, we'll... Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll we'll just keep oh, going. Oh, yeah. So, over to the news this week, I think. News? News, park? Uh News, yes. news, right. news. Um, so... Games coming out this week. It appear to be there's an awful lot that's actually getting released this week. There's a big um, uh, article on IGN about a whole bunch of Battle Royale games coming out in 2018, which I think is interesting considering, um, yeah, wasn't there a court case between the Battle Royale guys and Fortnite over using that name? And now everyone's using that name. So, yeah, I don't know really how that's going to go, but... Yeah, there you go. New genre of game. We we uh, already had names for that, but battle royale is the new one for the uh, new generation of of gamers. Um, there's a reveal trailer out for Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Uh, anyone who hasn't seen that, that looks amazing. It looks like it's going to be a lot darker than the previous Tomb Raider incarnations. So, um, go and have a check check out of that. I've always been a fan of, especially the the reboots are going to be good. Movie, no idea. I don't have very high expectations. So, um. Uh Nintendo's got a new president. So that happened <laughs> and I don't know. I'm still I'm still a little bit confused over the the Labo cardboard thing. So maybe that that's why there's a new president um or something. So No. Bit of a shake up there. So it'll be interesting to see uh if the studio well studio company, they're not just a studio, takes any um new direction there. Okay, the uh Detroit Become Human developers have sued the French press, uh, over basically uh it looks like defamation, maybe. It could be true. The the French press have written some articles on atrocious working conditions at uh is it Quantic Dream, which is the studio yeah, that uh made Detroit Become Human, and in the lead up to a new game coming out, that's not necessarily good press, so they have sued them. Um it's difficult to know you know what's actually going on here because lots of large organizations have terrible working conditions and you know they don't sue people when they uh when they reveal it so i would assume that there could actually be something to this case um but interesting nonetheless so we'll see if that affects their game launch hopefully not what's your opinion on uh on lawyers puck ah oh, five across five across the board yeah i thought so aside from that there's not that much game news this week uh in some other you know, kind of pop culture news uh netflix looks like they've made a commitment to kind of steer their channel towards uh more sci-fi and fantasy movies and productions which is kind of the direction they've been heading with you know uh the star trek uh reboot remake new series, not quite, new series, um, and the uh, new Lost in Space one that's come out. So, yeah, that should be good. That's good. Uh, Please make some good sci-fi because we all know that Sci-Fi Channel's not doing it anymore, so someone needs to pick up the slack. Uh, okay, well, I think I'm going to get into my reviews. What do you think, Puck? <laughs> Time for some reviews? This is good. Okay. Um, Now, I mentioned last week that what I was going to do this week is check out some of the games on the platform, Jump Gaming. Uh, If you missed last week's show, it's a podcast, so go and listen to it. Oh, yeah. Uh, I won't really give an overview of it, but we mentioned a service called Jump Gaming, which is essentially sort of a Netflix for games. You pay a subscription fee and you get a whole bunch of curated, really cool indie games. So I thought I would check some of them out this week. Um, So first up, one of the ones which was a featured one, I believe, last week, little puzzler called Cubics. C-U-B-I-Q-U-E-S. Cubiques, Cubics. however you want to pronounce that. Um, Now, it's an interesting puzzle game. You've basically got this cube, uh, as you would imagine from the title, and you need to get it to the end of a particular course and essentially roll over every single square on the map. You get this uh, isometric View of a kind of a blocky 3 d environment, and you need to move this cube around and and do stuff. It sounds pretty simple, but the puzzles get mind bogglingly hard uh, the later on you get the game when you have multiple cubes and all things like that. So in essence, you have a little colored square and a little colored cube, and you need to roll that square uh, or ro- roll that cube up down, left, right uh, to roll over one little square at a time to get to the final square uh, if you don't touch all of the squares you don't complete the map. So, this is similar to a lot of mobile games you want to find out there. Very calming. Um, really enjoyed this one, actually. It's not that much of a big download. And they've also got a sequel there, which I gave a brief try, and it is horrifyingly, horrifyingly difficult when it gets further into the game. But um, for anyone that's kind of a fan of these slightly abstract puzzle games, which you can just sit and, you know, kind of pour your brain into for a little while, um, yeah, I highly recommend this one. Uh, the graphics are pretty cool, so <clears throat> it's, you know, nothing special. It's basically untextured polygons, but it achieves the right effects. there's probably a three out of five graphics. Replayability, oh, it depends how much you like punishing yourself. I'm gonna four out of five. Gameplay overall, give it a four out of five. It's good for a puzzle game. Now, the next game that I checked out was called I Am Me, and this was actually on Switch, but it's around for a few different platforms. Um, Switch was obviously good because <clears throat> another puzzle game, but, you know, when you get stuck and it's late at night, you can take the Switch to bed and then just never, ever, ever, ever sleep ever again. Uh, the idea of this game is you're a little black kind of fluffy cat, and it's a bit like, damn it, the game... Oh. Ah, oh, everyone's going to be yelling me in the car. Okay, there's a game where you could kind of rewind time and you had you and like a future version of you and it was a platformer and you moved it and it reminds me of Bastion, but it's not Bastion and I can't remember the name of the goddamn game. Anyone that remembers that, please insult me later. Uh, it came out on, oh God, I got it on PlayStation ages and ages ago. Uh, I'll stop comparing it to a game that I can't remember. I should tell you what it is. You're this little black cat and you have another little black cat, which is identical to you. And when you move your, your uh, cursor left and right, both cats move at the same speed, left and right. However, they're usually on different levels of the map. It's a side-scrolling puzzle game uh, and there are obstacles. So for instance, if you have, you know, a platform in the middle and the cat is on a lower level and the, you, the other cat is on the top level, when you move left, If the top cat collides with an object, he'll stop moving, but the bottom one will keep moving. So you can use it to, you know, adjust their positions in respect to one another. Um, Now, where this gets hard is there's also traps and spikes and things you can fall off and things that crush you and things that kill you and animals that are really, really bizarre that seem to want to kill you. There's a lot of very dangerous stuff in a world that is very, very um, canvas-like, painted beautiful. It's a pretty tricky game, especially when you get further into the later levels. The beginning ones kind of ease you into it and get you used to the mechanics, you know, the ability to bounce off things, jump on things like that. But the idea is you need to get both cats into these two picture frames. So one cat goes to one and the other cat goes to the other one. And these can be positioned in all kinds of different places. So you have to work with the terrain and use the obstacles in order to synchronize where they are in relation to each other to get them to sit in this thing. Um it's quite a difficult game once you get into it like i said the first levels are easy that they get you used to it and then they kind of throw you into the deep end but it is a really beautiful game and it, the the music's really well done as well so visually i'm going to give it a 5 um the cat's just essentially a fluffy black blob um but all of the the terrain and everything is very very well done and it's it's quite light um and it has this weird... I don't know. It's got a very dark vibe to it, even though it's a very bright and light game. Uh, I think it's because you feel very kind of isolated for some reason. It, it's its an interesting one. I'd, I'd suggest people check it out. Um, I really enjoyed it. So yeah, like I said, graphics would be a five. Replayability, I haven't finished it. So I don't think it's one that you'd finish in your media play again, but come back to it a few years later, you'd probably sit down and have another go through. So probably... I'd say three out of five for replayability. Um, only because of the type of game it is, you you'd find, I think you got to the end, it'd be very exhausting. It'd be like Thomas was alone. You get to the end and you go, that was great, I loved that. I'm not really going to play it again right now, but I might come back to it in a few years. Um, gameplay overall, the controls are solid. The mechanic is very solid. Um, I have no issues with any part of the gameplay. It worked well, so I'm going to give it a... If, uh, I'm trying to give things five out of five all the time, but I really did enjoy this game, so I'm gonna give it a five. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I I, I recommend that. It's called I and Me. So I and Me. Um, check it out. Uh, anyone that wants to check that out. Oh really good. yeah. Now, last on my list. Fuck, I wanna be quiet, you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> is uh triple A AAA game which came out a little uh, a month ago, something like that. Which everyone would be familiar with, I think, if you kind oh, of yeah. revolve in the in around the 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 world of video gaming. I, <sighs> fuck it, I lost it completely. Anyway, <laughs> Monster Hunter World on uh, PlayStation Four is the platform I got it on. Um, anyone that hasn't played the previous Monster Hunter games, uh, I did play the one on Wii a while ago. Um, similar much more expansive very very nice graphics uh this is a very pretty game so yeah i'm 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 going to i'll give that a 5 out of 5 right at, right at the beginning uh monster hunter world essentially you're one of these hunters this is the idea um and <clears throat> you get dropped onto this island and essentially you have to do stuff, quests and things like that. There is a greater storyline that's actually going on around this as well because you, you get there, essentially these... Uh, essentially, okay, the story of this game, you are a hunter who is part of what they call the Fifth Fleet, uh, which has been brought to this particular island, which they call the New World, by the Research Commission. I was getting really weird kind of Jurassic World dro- vibes in this. But anyway, um, a particular f- the, the focus of it is to study the Elder Dragons who kind of just, you know... Up here and go to the new world every ten years uh, for this thing called the Elder Crossing. So when you're on your way there, you encounter this huge Elder Dragon, which basically destroys the boat that you're on, and you crash land at the base camp, uh, which is called Astera. And then you take on basically uh, various tasks to study and you know cull monsters that have been overpopulated. There's there's uh. The majority of things in this are oversized reptiles, oversized birds, and dinosaurs. So, it works really, really well. And you get some really cool interactions with all the creatures. Like, uh, some of the larger lizards will just occasionally eat one of the other uh, car- uh, other monsters in the game, which is just amazing to watch. And then they kind of, you know, they have a full stomach and they fatly kind of go back to their cave. So, um, yeah, it's pretty cool. So... Yeah, the the graphics and visuals are absolutely incredible. It's very uh, open-world quest-driven, so there is a story going on here. I'm not going to go too, too far into the greater story, because I spend a lot of time playing the side quests. Now, one of the things I didn't realize when getting this game, because I actually heard a recommendation, didn't know anything about it when I bought it, which is what I really like to do. Um... There is a very heavy multiplayer element to this game. You can play this single player, that's fine. But the game's hooked in with an online lobby all the time. So when you go and do a new quest, you can kind of just invite other players or you can open it up to whoever wants to come with you on that particular quest to help you. And trust me, you friggin' need people to help you with some of these quests because they're insane. Um, So the gameplay good. It's a fun game. You have this uh little dude with you, who's essentially a, a walking cat called a palico. Um and I think mine is uh I called him Malico. Uh Calico, Malico the Calico Palico. But um someone will punch me for that later. And it'll probably be Nathaniel. It'll be you, won't it, Nap? I'm sorry, I've ruined your game for you. But it's a great game. I'm really, really enjoying it. And um yeah, so getting down to scoring, I'm trying to keep this show short because there's you know, there's no Puck to defuse me this time. No. But um graphics, definitely five. Definitely five. Uh gameplay. I think it's a five. I'm actually gonna give it a four because I'm an idiot and I have had some issues controlling some of the larger swords and found it very, very difficult to hit anything. Um that's my problem. I'm working on that. Not necessarily a problem with the game, but I felt it was very uh, different to the feel of the controls in some of the other games so um go into it being conscious of that you're going to have to learn how to control it it's a little it's not like the normal third person game where you go in and you just kind of press buttons and it just works there's a there's a bit more depth to this which is a good thing uh replayability oh geez i don't even know how long it's going to take to finish the core game um probably huge by the by the time you get to the end of it you will forgotten everything you did at the beginning you can go back and play it again so uh yeah, this is a this is a good game. I I'm, I'm going to give this a 4.5 out of 5. Um the story it's not as strong as I like because I'm very story focused. Um but I think the game hits every single mark that it wants to hit. Uh it's beautiful, it's fun to play, and yeah, it's a good game. And plus you got the multiplayer element there. So, yeah. That uh that about rounds up our reviews. Yeah. Uh, short show. Um so hang on, we're coming in at about twenty minutes now. Just to give you an idea. So let's say, you know, if Puck did a tabletop review, that takes about you know five to ten minutes. Now, normal show runs for an hour. This tells you how much that Puck talks during the show, doesn't it, Puck? Oh yeah. We get. I, yeah, I've got a notepad file I'm following, so I'm not going as ADD as we usually do. Puck distracts me and I distract him, so <laughs> you know, we're lucky when we keep the shows under two hours. <laughs> anyway, um, short show for this week. We'll be back next week. I don't know what Puck will be reviewing, but he's going to do twice as many reviews next week Yeah, in order to make up for this week, which shouldn't be hard because he usually comes in with about 15 games to review. True, so, true. Until next time from... Uh, Me and my esteemed soundboard. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Have a good week, everyone. GG.